Hello, hello, 6 a.m. run community, runners, all of our group. How are you guys today? Hami here, as always. I hope you guys are not getting sick of my voice. I think you guys don't know this, but I kind of do. This is the 30th almost, I think, episode we're recording or so. We're, we're getting up there. So I'm excited and I'm learning a lot. I feel like this has kind of been like a journey. And as you guys are probably listening through the first 20 podcasts and, and some, it's I, this even might be mid-30s by now, and are getting up there. I hope I was just in the pre-call with this person, even letting them know. I feel like I'm learning a lot, making a lot of really cool relationships. And this person is also a person who their journey was a lot like mine. I discovered that in the pre-call. But also, too, I think I will say some tougher roads that I even want to learn about, as they're going to say. You guys know I always say no better hype man than the person themselves. So with that, let me introduce you guys to Krista Francoeur. She is out of Canada, so we have an international guest today. So everyone show some love and let's welcome Krista Francoeur. Krista, how are you today? I'm wonderful, Hamid. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Crazily excited to learn your journey was a lot like mine. You will talk about your product to help people in your situation made a product. Everyone knows that's exactly what I did. I was like, there's got to be something better. Wait, there's not. All right, I'm going to do it myself. So I'm really excited. But let's start. Please, you take it away. Who are you? Who is Krista? Where did this journey start? Wherever you want to start the story, please take it away. Okay, awesome. Thank you. So yes, my name is Christopher Ancourt. I started out my career as a designer. I still am a designer for some select clients. So my background is in branding and marketing and just making things beautiful. And I have suffered with a host of health challenges my entire life. So it started out as just throat infections all the time as a kid and ended up, you know, having several surgeries and I was on tons of antibiotics. And as I, you know, entered into my late teens and my twenties, things just got significantly worse. I had mood disorders, I had panic attacks, I had severe clinical depression. I ballooned in weight and I had so much pain and inflammation in my body that I couldn't I mean, I would have to sleep for four hours every afternoon. I just had zero energy and I was so sick. And during that time, I knew nothing about nutrition and I was self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. So essentially I was a hot mess. <laughs> and I remember at the time thinking like, oh, you know, I got to lose some weight. I got to get healthier. And I would try all of these extreme things these extreme diets. And literally, this is how much I knew about nutrition. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to eat soda crackers, right? Like those look like they're healthy for you. Like it looks plain. It looks white. I'm just going to eat that. And that should help me, you know, lose weight or get healthier. And I really only focused on the external at that point. You know, I really feel felt like a victim of my circumstances and was just like, well, this is just my lot in life. I'm going to be sick forever. All of my, you know, MDs were just like, well, yeah, you know, you're just sick and we're going to put you on medication and that's all there is to it. And so I felt very helpless and things got quite bad for me. And I ended up having like my epiphany, I would say, during one day watching Netflix. So I always (laughs) say that Netflix saved my life. I think I was hungover at the time (laughs) watching documentaries. And I think it was like Hungry for Change or Forks Over Knives, one of those documentaries about food and our food systems. 
and how corrupt they are and how, you know, people purposefully put sugar in things to addict us to all of these different foods that are not good for us. I was just like, my whole paradigm was like blown out of, I was like, what is going on here? Are you kidding me? And so that was a huge eye opener for me. And during that period, I also watched the movie, The Secret. (laughs) Okay. I do love that movie. Yeah. So that was my first introduction to the law of attraction Yeah, and, you know, full form Krista, like I I have a fairly type A personality and I'm like, I go all in on things. Right. So I became obsessed and I started learning about food and dove right into like veganism. I did like this crazy vegan cleanse and, you know, started learning more about the law of attraction. And I got really deep into like the science aspect of it. So my initial introductions were reading books by quantum physicists like Amit Goswami and was like, I needed the proof, right? And so that was all very transformational for me. And, you know, with that initial cleanse, I couldn't believe how much better I felt. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. And so I focused on not so much the external, but just trying to feel better, right? By adding all of these like whole foods into my body because as I was growing up, I was eating junk food and that was just common. Was it more than usual? I feel like as kids, we all did, right? Like we, it was happy meals. My daughters do it. Well, do you think it was more in excess or would you say just kind of also average though? It wasn't so much of an excess when I was younger, but when I got into my late teens and twenties, when things were really bad, I was eating a ton of really bad food. Like I would eat like a block of cheese. Oh wow. Okay. Like in one sitting, it was crazy. And I feel like a lot of that was, it was emotional eating, right? Like I was depressed. I was sick. I was in pain all the time. And I've always had this sort of funny tendency to want to eat when I'm not feeling well, you know? So that was definitely contributing to all of the issues. And it took me quite a while to, to, to break that habit. I, I really enjoyed the feeling of feeling stuffed and full. Like, you know, it was like I was just trying to cram myself with some sort of like satisfaction or love. Yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't helping things. It was making things worse. Well. So fast forward, I guess, well, now it's been well over 10 years since I started that journey. And, you know, getting into spirituality and learning all of these things about the law of attraction and starting to feel better landed me a job overseas. I ended up selling everything that I owned and I moved to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia to work for a company called Mind Valley. And Mind Valley is the epicenter of everything personal development. So I was completely immersed in that culture for the two and a half years that I lived there. And at that point, I was really interested in creating my, my, my own thing. I had co-founded a, a startup, another startup while I was overseas with uh, some friends that was very health and wellness focused. And then I decided that I wanted to do a product because I've spent my life, you know, designing and making beautiful things for other people. And I thought, well, I want to do something for myself. And I wasn't really sure what that was going to look like. But of course, the universe having me starting to become more aligned with my purpose and my dharma started giving me signs. So I came home to Canada one summer. I would come home for the summer as well. I was overseas. And I had my old business partner reach out. 
And she was like, Hey, you know, I've got this client. He's got this really cool product and he needs some design work. Like you you should meet him. And I was like, okay, cool. So I met with this guy and he started telling me about this chaga mushroom tea that he was brewing and selling at like music festivals. And he's telling me about all the health benefits and stuff. And I'm like, this sounds amazing. Like, how have I never heard of this? And this was like 10 years or so ago, or maybe six or seven. Medicinal mushrooms weren't really thing, like mainstream at that point. So I was really shocked. And I was like, well, you know, like I do all the weird things. Like I put nutritional yeast on things before it was like, you know, cool. And I was just like, okay, I, I need to put a pin in this. This is interesting. A couple of days later, I was visiting some friends and we were actually doing some medicinal mushrooms that that night. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend, Judy, brought up this chaga mushroom again. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like really great. And First Nations have been using it for thousands of years. That's so weird. Like, I just heard about this thing the other day. And I was like, okay, put a pen in it. And then another few days later, I went to this place called the Center of the Universe Okay. Yeah. So the story of this place, so it's, it's located about an hour outside of my hometown. Okay. And I had just heard about it before I had moved overseas and I wanted to go visit the spot and I just, I hadn't made time. So the story is that back in the seventies, an apprentice monk from San Francisco showed up at this location, did a bunch of energetic tests and declared it the center of the universe. And since that time, it's become like this Mecca where people come from all over the world to do meditation retreats and all of the things. So it's very auspicious. So I went to go and visit this place and was met with the man that owns the property. And he took us on a tour and it was like, you know, take off your shoes and walk around this tree three times. And, you know, we did some like meditations and all the things. And then he was like showing us stuff that you can eat in the forest. And he kind of stops and he looks at me and he's like, have you ever heard of chaga mushrooms? (laughs) And I was like, okay, I got the message loud and clear. I think this is something I'm supposed to look into. (laughs) Let's talk about signs. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like all in a week. This all happened in one week. So I started, you know, learning about medicinal mushrooms and I studied all of the different types of sources and the best way to consume them and started testing these things out on myself. And I was having these really, you know, amazing benefits. I always struggled with uh, immune system issues. I have some autoimmunity, but I just, I was still getting sick all the time, even though I was much healthier, I was still getting sick. I was traveling a ton. Every time I got on a plane, I would get sick and it was just, you know, it would set me back on my health goals all the time. So when I started consuming uh, this chaga mushroom every day, that stopped. Like I just, I hardly ever get sick anymore. And that was just absolutely huge for me. And there's a ton of other benefits that are provided by these types of medicinal mushrooms because they're adaptogens. So they work kind of, it's like personalized natural medicine for your body because it'll essentially put into balance what is out of balance and everybody is different and it will work differently for everyone. So I ended up making a tea product in my kitchen while I was living in Malaysia. And it was with a really amazing wild Siberian chaga extract that I sourced from Siberia. And I launched this tea product in Bali at the Bali Spirit Festival. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was quite the debacle. I almost ended up in jail. What? Okay. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, you know, in my 20s, not knowing what I'm doing, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, it's fine. Like, I can just put like a hundred tins of like mushroom powder in my carry on and just like take it to, to Indonesia and sell it. Like, that's fine. Like, didn't even consider it. And so, of course, I'm going through security and there's a whole bunch of metal in my bag. So it starts going off and this security guy starts going through my stuff and he's looking at this tin of tea and he opens it and all this brown powder comes flying out. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not drugs. It's not drugs. Please don't throw me in jail. And he, he considered it for all, like he, he was, he looked mad. He looked really mad. And I was like, oh my God, Krista, this is it. You're done. You're going to jail. By the grace of the universe or whatever, it, he just kind of waved me through and uh, managed to do my little launch where the temperatures were, you know, I mean, I'm from Canada, so you'll have to excuse the non-Fahrenheit conversion, but it was, it was mm. hot. It was like 35 degrees. It was so hot. I'm trying to sell tea, which is a hot beverage. And so like it didn't do well. But anyway, that was my first go. And I had a lot of fun with that initial product. And once again, I ended up with a burst of inspiration to create the product line that we currently have right now, which we lovingly call Magic Lattes. I was actually on a solo road trip from Canada down to Utah and just had this idea where I wanted to create these really beautiful, multicolored, flavorful drink products. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe they're powders. And so it's easy for people to consume and thinking, well, we can add all these amazing nutraceuticals and, you know, just get really creative. I'm a very creative person. So I just wanted to make something that was really beautiful and something that is really good for people's bodies, because as we know, there are a lot of poor options out there. And so how can we make things better? And then the journey to creating the products was also quite interesting. I ended up with some really fantastic mentors I had the idea for what I wanted it to to look like, what I wanted the ingredients to be, but I didn't really know, you know, how to make this a reality. And all of the steps were kind of laid in front of me as I went along, thankfully. And so I worked with a wonderful food scientist and had the encouragement of mentors to, you know, kind of keep me going on the road to develop this product line, which all happened over COVID. And so... (laughs) There was lots of challenges there, but we finally launched with our beautiful new line of magic lattes just in this past September. And we've had a wonderful, I guess, reception. We're, you know, on in the process of onboarding with Whole Foods and all of the things. And it's just been, yeah. So it's been a really, really, really fun and exciting process. It's been a long road to get here. I mean, this whole journey has taken me about five or six years. When the product incepted, that was five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just with the first uh, little chaga tea that I had. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and that's funny real quick why you say that. So I don't feel as bad. We're 2018. So we're in our, we're going to hit four. And like, mm-hmm. for example, to your point, like we just got GNC.com on Tuesday last week. So about a, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. So I want people to know, like, it's not a one year. Like I think social media makes success. I think look a lot faster than it really is. Just really quickly, personally, let me tell you, because we are a lot in the same shoes hearing you say Whole Foods, but then hearing like five years. And I know, again, we just got GNC. It's time, effort. I think GNC, and I definitely am thankful for the relationship now, but there were a few no's, I think, early on. You know what I mean? That you got to go through. 
There's tons of no's. Yeah. I mean, I'm thankful I work with a really great broker who, you know, focuses on our grocery sales. And he's like, sometimes it takes 18 months to get into a store. You get a lot of no's, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really about patience and perseverance in business. You know, you're never going to get anywhere if you give up. And you just, you have to push through at all costs because, you know, we know as entrepreneurs that there are ups and there are downs. It is rarely, you know, just good all the time and level. So yeah, there are very, very, very few overnight successes. Unfortunately, we tend to think that because our product is so great or whatever, it's just, it's just going to take off and it's just going to be easy. But the reality is that it can be a slog and it generally is for, for most people. And it's just about you know, keeping the course and and continuing to build and put one foot in front of the other. Well, let's talk though about you. Let me ask you this. I loved when you talked about the secret, the secret. when you talk yeah. about the secret, you watch the secret, you have health issues. This started your journey. I want to talk about two things. I'm just curious. I don't want to come off immature either, but you talk about two things that one I want to hit on, which is not immaturity. It's the secret. Do you think positivity also helps your health? Because I strongly believe two things. One, physical fitness and taking care of your physical fitness helps your health. Obviously, like during COVID, that's all I preach to people. Like here in America, as you know, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever you believe or think about COVID, at the end of the day, what we all need to do is take care of ourselves first, mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. Whether you think COVID is for real, whether you're scared as hell about it, or you think it's really real and whatever. But you can go out do walking, running, some kind of physical activity to keep your blood rate and heart rate up, right? That's one thing. But second, I think positivity. I feel like, and I use this as a crazy example, one of the reasons I think like a Hugh Hefner was just alive to like 100, right? Because the dude like didn't care and had, he just lived life. Like even if you look at like, there was the Playboy documentary my wife and I were recently watching, right? The guy was just partying. First day he started that company, it was just one big party right? And I kind of think like to this guy, and it kind of talks about that, like he really just started that company is just for fun. So I think like there's some positivity things that help life longevity a little bit, right? So do you agree with that? And you seem like, and people, we unfortunately, we only do audio. I've said this on a few other shows. People can't see your facial expressions, but you're a very positive person. You've been smiling the whole time. I can tell that by your aura. You're just positive. That's what I love about the secret. That's what it says, right? Like you need to put that energy out there, right? If you stub your toe in the morning, your rest of your day can be shit or you can make the rest of your day better by just moving on, right? No, it's great. Yeah, well, I mean, we are energetic beings and scientifically, if we took all of the actual solid matter from every single human being on the planet, we would all fit into a marble, so we are energy, we are energetic beings. And if you've ever studied the effects of emotions on water, it's incredibly powerful, right? So we have, we're, we're consisted of a lot of water too, right? And so this is why, and yeah. especially for women, we relate so much to the cycles of the moon. If you look at the tide and how it goes in and out, this relates to our bodies as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 80% of all illness is due to stress, right? I believe that. Yeah. I mean, I know for myself, when I feel stressed, my body feels acidic. Like it feels like there's acid running through my veins and it creates inflammation. And so your thoughts do create things, right? When we're talking about the law of attraction and that your thoughts also 
change the biology and the physiology of, of your own body. All you have to do, there's so many real quickly examples of long lasting married couples when one goes, right? And as they're older, when one goes, the other one like stops the will to live, so to say, right? Because their partner for all they've known is gone. I've had two neighbors when I was growing up that bought two dogs at the same time. When the one passed and the other one wasn't, maybe had the health issues, the other dog passes away. Like I just, that's more than just coincidence to me. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you can die from a broken heart. You know, you can. And I went through a really tough breakup a few years ago and I believe we're a body, a mind and a soul. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my logical mind is going, this is a really good thing. Cause I got really, really sick after this happened. Like Mm -hmm. it was just extremely traumatic. When I mentioned the stress and feeling like acid going through my veins, like I was like that all the time. And it was very difficult to bring myself back down. And I suffered for probably a year. And even though my mind was like, Kate, this is silly. You should be over it. The energy body in my physical body and my soul were sad and were, were broken. And the body's response to that, it's different for everybody. Right. And so I was really hard on myself during that time. I was like, you need to be over this. And you know, you're making yourself sick. And why can't you get over this? But there was something in in my body and in my soul that were were broken and it just takes time to heal. And I'm with you on that. And I think what happens is we kind of sometimes this is my philosophy on that, right? Finality is death. That's finality, right? There's nothing after that. The book is closed. It it truly is over. Kobe Bryant says something where in in every fairy tale and they live happily ever after. But that's not the end of the book or the story. There's Mm -hmm. still a marriage after that. This is a Kobe Bryant quote in one of his interviews, right? You know, Disney will say they lived happily ever after, but there's a marriage. There's Mm -hmm. maybe kids. They didn't live happily ever after. There is something after that story, unless they like the book ends, they die or that's finality. In my, in my, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. a breakup. I know this is cliche. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But what I think it is, there's something that in life, you talk about energy, aura, there is something in life we're meant to get to. It's just about that in-between phase of your, your breakup that really hurt. It, I'm not saying, I'm not discounting it or saying it doesn't hurt, but there's just, you've got to, and now it's been a few years, you said, there's that in-between phase you've got to get through because then it, it might be three months, it might be three years, but then you're going to see now, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not a very, I'm not super religious. I think there's something out there. I do believe mm-hmm. that, like some kind of spirit, something, but you got to get to that next lap or next phase. And it's funny, once you get there, you're like, holy shit, this is where I was meant to be in the first place. Am I, am I crazy for saying that? No, not at all. And I mean, what I believe is we come into this life with soul contracts. So I believe in reincarnation and I feel like the experiences that we have with the people that we have in our lives, even though they can be very, very uncomfortable, are meant for us and there are lessons in them. And we live in a world of duality, right? So we have light, we have dark, we have evil, we have beautiful things, all of this, right? We wouldn't know or we wouldn't be able to experience joy and love and ecstasy and all the wonderful things in this world without experiencing the complete opposite of those things. 
Mm-hmm. And so these periods that we go through that we deem extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a lesson that everybody should learn at some point. And I feel like I've gone through many periods like this. And, and most of us have sometimes actually people don't even have these experiences until much later in life. They're, you know, kind of lucky. But these, you know, dark experiences, when you can learn to become comfortable with being uncomfortable and find the medicine in those experiences, those are the things that create the depth and the layers in a person's soul and their personality and their understanding about how the world works. And it allows that individual to be able to, you know, have the lessons to pass on to, to others and to understand that, you know, the, these things are always going to happen and learning how to, I guess, cope with them in a more, I guess, but more eloquent way, right. Rather than panicking and just wanting this to go away and can it be over quicker, just learning to have a little bit more grace in, in those periods can just really help build character. And I think to your point too, one, one thing I, I, I try to do as I got older and we all have, I think most of us have like different types of relationships. I am a workaholic, right? And mm-hmm. I had a relationship before my wife. My wife is my first, first and only wife. But before my wife I had a relationship and I never forget, she hated that I'm a workaholic. I'm getting to where you were saying, but what sucked was when we were gonna spend time together, we were fighting about me being a workaholic. So mm. like the time we spent together was stressful. And flash forward, why my wife and I work so well, my wife is like, okay, I know my husband's a workaholic, but guess what? The one hour dinner break, or if we're gonna go on family vacation this week, I'm not gonna spend the week fighting about him being a workaholic. That's just gonna ruin the time we spend together, so to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I think too, like to your point, quality. I think that's also what you're getting at, right? It's like quality, right? So if, if, if I know I'm going to get a certain amount of time with this person, let's make it the best. Like, and that's how I try as I've gotten older, I've kind of learned that. Like if I know, so my kids are a little further apart in age, what also sucks the 14 year old, she's too cool, right? She doesn't even want to talk to her dad anymore. <laughs> but with the six year old, what it allowed me to do is be like, all right, well, at least let me like, cause you get so quickly, you're like, walk, talk, you want them to do everything. But with a six-year-old, now I've been like, stop. I don't want you to grow. I don't want you to I see what happened, how quickly I tried to force the old, like, you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm with you on all that. I, don't, I know we're getting a little short on time. So I want to kind of bring a couple of things where I said my, my immature question might come out. And this is what, can you talk about the, and, and I, feel, I feel like my, my Joe Rogan uh, impersonation is about to come out. Can you talk about the shrooms? And you said, maybe I misheard, you said you did do the other type of shrooms. Mm-hmm. What's your thought on that? And I think DTC is it called, right? Like I know that that's right now a, a big thing. Do you feel like that opens up your creativity? And, and here's what's crazy. I want to say a story. I'm an 80s kid. Grew up, my dad got me on the Phil Collins in Genesis. I was, and, and this is why I always want to know this. They were doing an interview. BBC was doing an interview with Phil Collins. And Phil Collins goes, they, they started listing all these songs he did in the 80s, his like best hits. And Phil Collins goes, man, I was so drugged up. I don't even remember writing that like <laughs> during the 80s. And what's crazy, though, is like the guy, the reporter was like, Phil, with all due respect, these are like all time hits. He's like, I know I was so fucked up. I couldn't tell you what, like how I got there. Yeah. 
<laughs> hearing that, yeah, yeah, it's funny, but at the same time, you're like, wait, but whatever he was doing obviously opened up some kind of creativity portal for him to tap into. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the letters I think that you were trying to remember are DMT. DMT, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So plant medicine is transformational. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I truly believe that we are we are part of nature and that there are forces that we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And there are also things that were placed here for us to become closer to, you know, the God in, in nature and everywhere else. I've had many experiences with psychedelics. The most profound one, which was pretty intense. Most people don't usually jump to, to, to this one, but I did a plant medicine called Iboga, okay. which is generally reserved for people trying to get off of opiates. It's extremely strong. So if you think about ayahuasca, I would times that by like five. <laughs> it's very, very intense. But it was it was amazing. Like I I literally saw my soul. And, you know, even in my more recreational journeys with uh, things like psilocybin, you know, you you see like visually, you can see the patterns in nature, but like just the way that your 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 soul can feel that connection and, you know, the love and the ecstasy that is part of that is very, very profound. And there's so much research now with psychedelics, you know, using ketamine and MDMA and psilocybin and all of these things, you know, researchers are finding that there are a host of benefits for depression and psychological issues. It almost peels back the layers and, and, and moves energetic things within us or allows things to kind of come up so we can see that and process it cognitively and and release it and in terms of the creativity i mean absolutely i mean even you know using something like cannabis can really open a gateway to creativity i play the piano and and sing a bit and when it, like, if i use a little bit of cannabis before i uh, play the piano it's it's crazy like it's just I don't know. I'm more connected. I'm more on it. Um, I feel like my, I'm just more in tune with it. And even with meditation, right? Like there is a bit of a psychoactive piece to cannabis. So, you know, if I'm trying to visualize, I will be able to, to see in my mind's eye more clearly. And so it can just be a way to enhance those types of things. I think part of anxiety, I feel like anxiety has been the popular word of the mid 2000s and on right? Like everyone's anxious. And again, we talk about how social media doesn't help all this, right? Because you're trying to catch up to the next person. But, you know, what I think I have an interview out with uh, Al Morenton, who he's a CBD founder. And he says like, look, if I don't smoke marijuana, my vision is gone. Like it's, Mm. I'm blind, right? I mean, there's medical proof. Cannabis is like a prescription drug. It is, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there's medical proof that of some helping things that it does for people. So I also, on that note too, it's funny, I grew up in the don't do drugs era, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when cannabis really kind of started getting more popular, I was like, oh my God, I'm 30 now, I'm 42 now. Like, so about 10, 12 years ago, it was really when it was more like accepted more than ever. CBD obviously is more accepted now more than ever. So while I wasn't like gonna just light up and start at 30, but I'm okay with it. 
I, I really am seeing so many people have great benefits, even better benefits as opposed to alcohol, which is legal and sold on every corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Alcohol is poison. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like I, I was a big drinker in the past and, you know, I do enjoy it every once in a while, but I think we're starting to come into an era and we see this more now in the younger generations, like kids are drinking less and they're partaking in plant medicines a little bit more, which is great to see, uh, to be honest, because you're looking at, you know, potentially a host of health benefits rather than destroying your liver or your brain cells or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And, you know, alcohol, it, it can be really fun when, you know, your inhibitions are lowered and you feel like you can connect with people a little bit more. And, you know, I, I relied on it for many, many years to, you know, be more comfortable in, in social situ- or, you know, circumstances. But now, you know, I really like to focus on being more present by being sober and finding other ways to enjoy time with people without having to be intoxicated. And not having to wake up in pain. No, oh, I'm, I'm with you. And, is, and find, yeah. yeah, the next day is not even fun. That, and no. by the way, like uh, for me too, and that's why it's got to be like with drinking. Uh, and if I don't know if people who know me don't, some of the audience might not know this. Don't get me wrong. Cause my, my wife is, and, and I, I get this, my wife will love to pair a wine with a dinner, but not like to drink, right? That outside of that, I never got the man, I need a beer after work kind of mentality. You know what I mean? Like now pairing a wine with dinner, that's a little different. But yeah, like for me to drink, it's got to be like an event, a social occasion. It's got to be a wedding. It's got to be like, hey, a celebration. Then I'm, I'm in. But yeah, just go home after work and and drink, drink. It's it's not me, not knocking it for anyone it is. But yeah, so no, I love that on your creativity. I know we only have a few more minutes. Is there anything I missed that I didn't ask or that you want to touch on? We already talked a little bit about your product. I don't know if you want to talk more about any kind of testimonials, anything people have said, or obviously we talked about that being at Whole Foods, the website. I think you have your own podcast, if I'm correct. No, I don't yet. Oh, no. I've just okay, been okay. doing uh, yeah, a host of interviews recently with other okay. amazing people like yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever we missed that you want to touch on, where can people talk to you? Where can people find you? And where can they find, you know, your product site? Let's, you know, let's really make sure. And I'll put all this, by the way, everyone in the bio, but where can, you know, where can people find Krista? Yeah. Well, you can learn more about our products um, on our website at wildremediesshop.com. Our Instagram handle is wild underscore remedies. And yeah, I mean, like our products are still really new, but people are absolutely loving them. Um, They're kind of a mixture between a supplement and a beverage. They have supplement grade ingredients in them, such as passionflower, chamomile, Um, We have a beauty formula. Our strawberry rose has a special nutraceutical that I source from France, which is clinically proven to plump your skin. And of course, the chaga mushroom that I spoke about earlier makes a grand appearance in our new version of spiced chocolate. Um, So it's more of like a creamy cocoa. It has some black pepper in it, so it's a little bit spicy and it's absolutely fabulous. So the first three products that we're focusing on are beauty, skin health, immunity, which everybody needs right now and, and stress reduction. So our relaxation formula is the almond lavender dream. It's purple. It tastes kind of like vanilla with a slight hint of amaretto and some lavender in there. And yeah, because of my creative background and my love for food, there's a lot of, you know, sophisticated flavors and culinary aspects to it. There's a lot of fun to, to the products as well. 
That's awesome. This was a, a great episode. I thank you for your time. Maybe in a, I think if a lot of people have more questions, I'm going to also start adding like for more questions. Obviously, we'll put your contact information in the bio. If people have um, questions or need more information, maybe we have you on in a couple more months. Yeah, that'd be great. No, that'd be great. I'm really thankful that we had you on, on the show, Krista. You have brought a really refreshed kind of approach that, you know, is a, this is going to be a good podcast. I'm, I'm like debating in my head as we're closing up. I'm like, man, I might have to move this up the ranks a little bit to get it out there sooner. <laughs> I think a lot of people have these, like, I, like I said, I'm 42. And I think my generation alone, like it struggles with, you know, these kind of things that we talked mm-hmm. about in this episode and all good things, nothing like bad, but these are like, like I wonder, right? Like, so I'm, I'm really excited to pilot get this out there. So with that, I hope all you guys, this was a great episode. I learned a lot. I hope you guys did, whether you're finishing your run, whether you're driving it somewhere or whether you're listening to this before bed or something. So thank you guys so much, Krista, again, goodbye. And thank you for everything. And thank you, Krista. Thank you.